Well, I can't wait to meet our host. I hear this is only one of his beat parties. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Hey neighbors, I'm starting this episode completely, utterly unprepared. I had made notes where on my phone in, I guess, the notes app to, I got to do a code here. You know, I put, I put in ideas for episodes and uh, the only one I have on there right now, which I've been looking at for over a month and just haven't done, is the uh, global warming hoax which they turned into climate change, which happens daily around the planet. So it's ambiguous. The whole thing is a money scam, a control scam. But there, I did the episode. But another thing, I just ate some cereal. (laughs) And I breathed down some bran in my throat. And so I'm sitting on my bed and I've got this huge bowl of cereal with some bananas cut in it. And it's, I fill, fill it almost all the way up with milk because I love cold milk. And I ate my cereal bananas and I still have milk in the bowl so I can drink it. And then I have to go to the fridge and get the gallon of milk. And slug three, four giant swallows of straight cold vitamin D milk because it's the pure stuff. It's the uh, it's uncut. <laughs> and so now that I've drank all this milk, my mucus is flowing. That with the milk and this thing in my throat, which I coughed out earlier, I guess. So, whoops. That was this morning's coffee and spoon. I do have my uh, tea here that I probably won't get to anytime soon because I just drank all that milk. Um, so instead of doing the global warming hoax, for now, y'all can just look it up, do your own research, and don't just go to one site about global warming. Make sure you put in hoax and go to multiple sites because you get different information from different sources. And so you you go to all of them and you kind of get a feel for what is going on and you determine for yourself what you think is really going on. You know, what makes sense? What's possible? What's plausible? What's utter bullshit <clears throat> hard to hard to differentiate sometimes so what why what I will do what is this it's after midnight so it's Wednesday August 2nd I was trying to get this kicked off August 1st 18 minutes ago but I didn't August 2nd I'm really surprised I'm awake 
because last night the United States women's soccer team had a game in the World Cup. They're playing in New Zealand. And the game started at 2 a.m. Central Time in the United States. And I I stay up till 2 a.m. a lot. So I thought I'll just stay up and watch the game and uh, go to bed as soon as it's over. It was 4 a.m. when I went to bed. Uh, the game was a, a good game as far as like the ten- tension, but it was a final of zero to zero. So how exciting is that really? There were shots on goal, but the U.S. shots were over the goal mostly, some to the side, a few right at the goalie. But the other team didn't score either. They had one near goal where it hit the side post and uh, kicked out. So... The U.S. went on to the next round of 16. Oh, they'll probably play in three days or whatever. Something that has been recurring in my mind's theme, if that makes sense. Uh, It's been Indians for some reason. Native Americans, if you're politically correct. Um, I got my last novel. Let's see, I have four that I've had printed, uh, you know, self-published. I, I, I do all the work on these novels. I write the books, I edit the books. I go through and make sure the margins are right and the spacing and the uh, chapter indentions or whatever, you know, all the title page. You know, I design everything. I design the cover. Sometimes I use photos of mine. Sometimes I do drawings of mine. Um, And I I feel like I make a pretty damn good product. And I've got four books that I have printed. Well, my fifth one that I really wrote chronologically, my eighth one, I was in a rush to get it published because it is extremely saucy. It's a comedy erotica or erotica, erotic comedy or comedy erotica. I think comedy erotica sounds better. Um, Takes place in New Orleans. So I I finally got that uh, PDF files to the printer and I'm waiting on the uh, dummy copy where I look at it and make sure everything's right. I mail it back, and then they uh, print the amount of copies I want and mail them to me. Then I start selling them. So I got that out. And while I was uh, editing that, you know, I, I go through and do a second-to-last edit, and then I leave it alone for a while. And so another story I wrote about... Uh, all the monsters about is basically a mon- uh, island in North America, inhabited by all the classical Halloween monsters: vampires, mummies, uh, werewolves, witches, 
uh, headless horsemen, zombies. I can't, I don't think there's many ghosts, but the ghosts are irrelevant because they're ghosts. They can't be seen and they pass through everything. So they're just, uh, all I did was make it known that they were there on the island. So I edited it and I could probably go through it one more time. But I started a new book. I just wanted to write something. I always want to write something new. It can't be boring, so it's going to have comedy. And usually some sort of action. Usually someone dies towards the end. But I, I was reading about the Adobe Wells or Walls. Uh, out in northern Texas in the Panhandle. And in the 1800s, they had two battles, the Comanches versus either uh, American troops and scouts, or the second battle in, in 1874, the, the second battle of Adobe Walls were against about 30 buffalo hunters that holed up and a couple of stores and buildings and about 800 Comanche Indians along with some Kawa and some Cheyenne or Arapaho, I think Arapaho, tried to take them, but because these buffalo hunters were so good, they're such great shots, they uh, kicked the Indians' butts to where they wouldn't get close. They would just take cover and take pot shots, try to starve them out, but the place was supplied, had a store. So I'm thinking, how can I come up with an idea? I need some characters, and I want to involve that. And so I came up with how about an Indian that had been taken from the West from the Comanche when he was young and brought to St. Louis and put in an Indian or a Native American uh, education school. Um, I, I guess the Jesuits had several in, in the uh, St. Louis, uh, East Texas, Arkansas, and maybe further north. I think Chicago had some. Um, Indians were pretty much brought east of where they were taken or found or whatever, from whatever reason. So what I boiled it down to was this 40-plus-year-old Comanche Indian who was educated and is in white man's clothes, he goes back and forth from the Indian Reservation in Oklahoma. And he's in St. Louis on his way back. I don't know why yet. <clears throat> and so he gets a ride with a cowboy who is going back west to a new job. I don't know if he's going to cattle or going to work for the Buffalo Hunters because 1874 through 1878 was the... Uh, no, 1871 to 1876 or later was the era of the buffalo hunting where they were almost 
shot to extinction. And um, so we're in that time frame. And so I decided the cowboy coming back is going to be black. Because they had black cowboys out west. They had, In fact, they had probably more of an e- equal rights type of life in the west than they would have back east. Certainly better than in the south back then. But um, while writing this book, I'm probably 25 pages in, not bad. While writing this book, I decided because I read the Cherokee and the Choctaw, the five civilized tribes of the southeastern United States, had slaves when slavery was legal. And so I decided that this black cowboy was born into slavery and then when the Cherokee were, were removed from their area in, uh, I would say, East Tennessee, North Georgia, a little bit of Alabama, North Carolina, <clears throat> when they were brought back, he was brought back. And they lived in Arkansas a little while and then were moved into the, into the uh, Indian Territory, which eventually became Oklahoma. I'm still trying to figure out exactly when Oklahoma was actually used for the Indian Territory, it was for part of it that wasn't territory. And that was on the west side. So how how detailed do I want to get with this book on being precise with history? I'm trying, and I I will be very close. But often, what does it matter when I'm just printing out 100 books to sell to people who like to read my stuff or want to read my stuff? Um, but I'm a sucker for Westerns. And so, you know, they're traveling together. They're going to go from St. Louis in a wagon being pulled by mules across Missouri into Oklahoma. I haven't gotten there yet in the book. I'll have to come up with some uh, scenarios. They got across Oklahoma to the Comanche uh, Reservation, which is... West and West, West, South of Oklahoma City, which wasn't there then. Um, and for some reason, they're going to go out into the uh, panhandle to the Buffalo trading post. And what they do is they ride up on the second battle of Adobe Walls. And they go in and they don't split, I don't think, and fight one for the Comanche and one with the Buffalo Hunters. I think they both go in with the Buffalo Hunters. I'll, you know, when I get there, I'll hammer it out. <clears throat> but also have this theme where I guess the Indian has a sense of humor and his name keeps changing. But he talks the black cowboy into rubbing mud on his face so that when it dries, he's not as dark. And Indians in the reservations won't be scared of him or bother him or whatever. But I think that's just for a lark. But then I think the black cowboy 
find some way to make the Indian look more white man. But then I thought they're all really tan anyway, at least in the face and their hands and maybe their forearms. But they, you know, they wear shirts and long pants. So, you know, that gets down the line. I work, I figure it out. I don't want either one of them to die. Um, one of them has family in the Comanches that are out wild. You know, they've, they're off the reservation. But that's that project. It helps to talk about it. I mean, it's probably dull as hell to listen about it. And it may end up being a dull read that I'll have to figure out. But just to talk about it. You know, when I tell people what I'm writing, I talk about it and it helps me hash it out to understand what I need to do and where I need to go with it. Now, back in the day, when I was, uh, before I had kids, before I was married, I'm not married now, but back before all that, um, if I wanted to find direction in writing, I would just smoke some pot. But I don't do that anymore. Uh, and I won't say that it is more difficult to find direction. It just may take a little longer. But it seems like when I'm actually at the keyboard writing, it, it just comes to me as fast as I can type. Which is a blessing. Because you can really hammer out a book you know, relatively fast, meaning you can get the the rough draft, a finished rough draft done in a couple of months or less. But then it takes time to go through and clean it up, make it right. So that's that project. What was the other? Dead gum. There was a, there were other Indian uh, connections. Oh, oh my! There's a show. On on FX, they have all the good shows. Um, I watch it on Hulu called Reservation Dogs about these four uh, young teens just living the living life on the reservation. But there's a, this character might be why I'm going the direction I'm going with this book. They have a character on there. One of the boys keeps seeing an Indian warrior who is a spirit and whoever, whoever that actor is does such a good job. And he was just here and here and there the first two seasons, but the, but the season three, episode one, he opened up the episode and talked about it. And, and his way of talking is like, you know, say a Cheyenne Indian in the 1870s. But with the vernacular or, you know, the words and the style of modern day, you know, here and now, you know, the cussing, the forgetting what he's talking about, uh, the jokes, just messing around with, with the with the boy. Uh, it's so, it's uh, you know, any show that's unique, that's not like other shows, always garners my attention. And it is... Uh, it had me laughing out loud. But what really had me laughing out loud was the latest episode of What We Do in the Shadows when the energy vampire guy that lives with the actual vampires on Staten Island. It was an episode about him 
and they stumble into like this energy vampire uh, seminar, but not a seminar, like a board meeting. And they, they all act in super annoying ways in their own way. And it's just flipping hilarious. It's that show another FX unique series. That's so good. You've got to watch them. Can't think of any more right now. Been watching a bunch of Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> when my kids were out of town with their mom for a week out in Texas, uh, I watched a bunch of Mission Impossibles, Jack Reacher's, uh, Avengers. But what comes out Friday in the theater? The Meg 2. It's going to be so stupid, yet so entertaining on the big screen. When a mega shark is eating everybody. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad good. Bad good. Um, did I mention how hot it is here in Mississippi? The, the This last two weeks... Still going on, hitting August now. It was 100 degrees today and a little bit of humidity, but not bad. It hadn't rained in a while. We've kind of hit that late summer dry spell, which is nice, but it's still hot as hell. You know, 100 degrees, heat index 110 to 115 on some days. Uh, hotter in the city by a couple of degrees because of all the uh, heat-absorbing concrete and pavement, etc., and buildings. You know, I'm, I'm way north of there in the country where lots of grass, lots of trees. It's still hot. I mean, the to my tomato plants, I got two little tomatoes on my tomato plants right now. Because it's just too hot. They are flowering, and so I've been taking care of them. I soaked the ground, got some water in the ground, and then I uh, put some tomato food around the base of each plant. And maybe that'll stimulate some uh, tomatoes to grow from the blooms. But, you know, it's 100 degrees out. You know, not, not a lot of... Uh, Fruit and vegetable types do great in that kind of heat. Okra does. But my okra is not growing because something's coming in and eating the top off of them. Regular, probably deer. But maybe rabbit, but it's such a woody style plant. Probably deer. And I've got a big... See, we had this hard freeze last Christmas Eve, I think. And it killed all, It killed 95% of my rosemary bush, which was big. It killed both my fig plants down to the ground. Uh, one's grown back as much as it looked like last year, so really it hasn't expanded at all, time-wise. The big one is getting back close to where it was last year. And it's starting to actually 
put on some figs, except that the animals come in and eat the figs they can reach from the ground. Uh, I really don't feel like putting the party light out to de deter the animals. That's what I had to do when I first started gardening here. But they don't get in the garden much. But boy, they sure have been eating the tops of my... Uh, I, I'm sure I won't have an okra. And, you know, people, do they sell okra in grocery stores? Or do you got to go to farmer's markets? I'm not so sure you can get okra in grocery stores. I usually grow just enough to eat about as much as I feel like eating a week. And the, my mom taught me how to do okra. The way you do okra is you get a, get a cooking pan, not a cooking pan, a baking pan, and uh, you put out your whole okra. You got to cut it young while it's tender. You lay them all out on the cooking pan, and then you get spray olive oil if you have it. And you spray them down with olive oil, roll them over, spray them down with olive oil, and then you, you douse them with salt or seasoned salt, and then you bake them. It's that simple. When they start to turn a little brown on top, they're done. Oh, they're so good. Just like that. You don't need anything else. Olive oil and salt. That is the stuff. Looks like I'm not doing that this year. So, 25 minutes of babble, babble. Anything else going on? School's about to start for the kids. They're doing well. Summer's driving. She's doing well. Thank goodness. Ethan didn't make the baseball team. They only took 18 kids for the freshman baseball team at the school out of 40-something. And he was easily in the top 25. He just wasn't quite good enough for ball coach. And I, I, I talked with the guy. He knows I'm a golf coach. That didn't make a difference. He just got the, the travel ball kids, 18 travel ball kids who live and breathe baseball. So we're back into golf, and he's doing good at that, getting better. Now that you know, I'm sure you feel better about things. Got a little bell here. I don't know what to use it for. Maybe I'll, uh, this is from my dad's office. We've almost completely emptied my mom's house that she's selling because she's in the uh, retirement home. And she loves it there. I didn't want to put her there. It was her idea. And there she is. And she's happy and secure. And that's, you know, that's how you live longer. You, you don't stress. Especially when you're 86 or whatever she is. She's in her mid-80s. Whew. She gets around pretty good, though. She drives. But this is the thing that I got. How about that resonance? It's still going. It's still going. It's still going. <laughs> I should have played some background music, like some country cowboy music. But I didn't. And I'm not going to redo it. Um... I mean, I can bring up the internet page and let's see here. 
What can I bring up to talk about? Because I'm about out of stuff to talk about. I'm just ready for it to cool down. Definitely ready for some football. Definitely ready for hunting season. I guess it'll start out with dove hunts in September. Um. Oh, I know what I, I wanted to say. We had a uh, super moon, as they say, tonight. And it's full, obviously. And it is exceptionally bright out here in the country. There's no light pollution. And earlier, when the moon was coming up, I was scrolling through Facebook briefly. And people were posting these photos of the super moon and talking about how beautiful and big and bright and awesome it was. And basically, and this happens every full moon, basically, when you take a picture of the moon with your phone and then put it on the internet, which would be in my world, Facebook, all I see when I'm looking at your pictures is a inky blue to black dark screen with a small whitish yellowish circle. You do not show how big and bright the moon is by taking a photo with your phone and putting it on Facebook to see. So what I did, because that's just what I did, I got a white piece of paper and a Sharpie and I made a circle in the middle and then I cross-lined in two directions to fill that circle. And then I did dots around the moon like they were stars here and there. And then I took a picture of it with my phone. And then I found the right filter to where it looked good. And I posted, hold on. Hang in there. I gotta find it. Yeah. I posted reverse color image of the super moon. Pretty awesome, huh? It's just a stupid drawing. But yeah, I am making fun of you people who take a photo of the moon. Why does no one do it with the sun? The sun's what keeps us alive. It keeps this planet warm enough to live on. It helps plants grow. The moon is a hunk of earth that rounded off after it got knocked off earth billion years ago when another small planet crashed into Earth and glanced away. Anyway. Thea. I did a I did an episode way back, years back, on on planet Thea or planet planetoid Thea. But I guess is is that me being an asshole? <laughs> 
Oh, crap, I had a good joke, and I I can never remember jokes. Oh, it's a little Johnny joke. No, I remember. It's a Barbie joke. Why did Ken and Barbie never have kids? Because Ken came in another box. Peace! I saw it written and I saw it say Bing the moon is on its way.